From the Anajar yeah, and yeah. Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. This is exactly what we were talking about at the onset of the show. Do you guys remember mm-hmm. Jeanette Stone? It was, oh, I don't know, by 50 minutes or so ago. Okay. We were talking about the, uh, the, the team's most spiraling out of control, and we were... We were uh, recapping the day that was yesterday with the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. 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 And we were talking about their defensive coordinator who resigned, Allen Williams, but it was suspicious. It was weird because Allen Williams, who resigned yesterday after a two-week leave of absence, earlier in the day, Matt Eberflus, Bears head coach, he clearly... Can we hear that one more time, this exchange with reporters? Matt Eberflus, Bears head coach. Jeanette, it sounded like... He absolutely was told by someone above him in the organization, you give no comments across the board, anything that comes up about Alan Williams. Absolutely. This was the exchange where he couldn't give a timeline for Alan Williams' return as defensive coordinator. He could not comment if Alan Williams was still employed as defensive coordinator. This is Matt Eberflus yesterday. Anticipate Alan Williams to return at any point this season? I do not have an update on, on uh, Alan Williams right now. He's still the defensive coordinator. Like I said, I don't have any update. I don't have any update right now. Have you spoken to him since I don't have any update. So that's red flags across the board. Then there was the tweet from a random Chicago podcast host. FBI raided Hallis Hall, the Bears headquarters. FBI raided Allen Williams' house. The team's been notified and... The Bears were very quick to say there has been no law enforcement activity at Hallis Hall. There's been no police activity at Hallis Hall. Then, Alan Williams, it's announced, a non-team letterhead sent out by a name that Chicago reporters had never seen before, posted up at Hallis Hall on a blank piece of paper, the resignation letter of... Alan Williams saying, I'm leaving for health reasons and family reasons. I plan on getting back into coaching. But then the Chicago Bears on team letterhead, they sent out their own statement. One line, one line, one line, one sentence. Alan Williams resigned his position as defensive coordinator this morning. Period. That was it. That was the one on team letterhead. It didn't wish him well. Didn't give him support for his health battle. Nothing. Nothing. So then, mysteriously, Alan Williams hired a lawyer yesterday, a Chicago-based lawyer. Why? Um, the lawyer claimed to reporters and to a radio station in Chicago it's because Alan Williams needed to retain an attorney because of the rumors, the unfounded rumors that were being spread about him, the unfounded rumors. When pressed on that, a follow-up question on a Chicago radio station, does this mean that you'll be filing litigation against the person who allegedly defamed your client for claiming that there was an FBI raid at his home and at Hallis Hall? The lawyer promptly said, oh, I got a meeting, got to go, hang up, bye. Weird behavior, right? Weird, weird, odd. Doesn't seem like there's the entire story out there. Well, well, well. Pat McAfee, on noon every day, ESPN, 
Guess what he's reporting? What, Ken? His sources tell him there was an FBI raid on Allen Williams' home. So when the Bears say, ah, there was no police activity, no law enforcement activity at Hallis Hall, no, no, no. They're not wrong. But then the follow-up should have been, what about Allen Williams' home? There you go. This has nothing to do with health reasons unless it's a mental problem based off of the fact that the FBI is investigating him. The Chicago Bears are a black hole of suck. And this is a huge problem. And maybe I was wrong. Maybe the Bears haven't hit rock bottom because whatever this is, that's going to end up being rock bottom. Oh, boy. But that right there, too, that is case in point. That is case in point for you, the sports fan, or you, the aspiring sports journalist, or you, the current sports journalist. Do not take things at face value. Yep. And when people in authority tell you things and they're going to be forceful about it, there was no police activity. There was none of this. There was a resignation. That's all there is to it. Stop digging. Chances are there is something very serious behind the scenes. This is very serious. The Bears said forcefully, no police activity. So there should have been the obvious follow-up. What about his house? So also, the the random Chicago podcaster who's been raked over the coals... And cold names and people on social media, you're going to get sued. You're going to get sued. You're defaming an innocent man's character. He has health problems. Guess what? They were on to something, and they weren't all wrong. And it turns out much of that initial report was right. Because that home, according to Pat McAfee, if you're in, in line with Pat McAfee, what his sources are saying, you reported it, chances are, if Pat McAfee on national television, he's confident enough to throw that out there, You're in good shape, and I applaud that random podcaster who's been absolutely eviscerated because that's what you do on social media. You were wrong, you suck, and journalists, journalists who took the Bears at face value, who took Alan Williams at face value, and they said, oh, this idiot, this is what happens on social media now in the Elon Musk era. You can't trust anything. It's the age of misinformation. This guy was right, and that guy's owed an apology. I think you should say his name. Do we know his name? Uh, Let me find it. Let me find it, because you're right. You're actually 100% right, Jeanette. Um, And for the FBI to raid your house, you did something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is serious. And uh, also in in regards to the Elon Musk era, I mean, he's the one who's making sure that the the facts are out there. We're not starting there. I'm just saying. It's under the tweet, right? They have the lining and stuff. I just thought that was misinformation, a little reckless from from Ken to call the Elon Musk era. It, no, it, it definitely is. He's a big part of that, unfortunately. He's the only one crediting mm-hmm. and he's, putting he's, stuff underneath no, tweets that this is true or not no, true. He's, he's a big part of it. Yeah. Not do that. Don't be that reckless. And he's sort of an anti-Semite, yeah. too, which is also not good. He's yeah, that's a problem awkward. for everybody not, involved. No right? bueno, no yeah, bueno. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go that. But, but love that for you, Stone. I'm, I, I was love just trying to like not do that, right? Not pick a side. That's all I was trying to do. But it's crazy how Justin Fields said one Answer and that just set the tone for the entire day. Yeah, like at first, like you said, face value coaching. Oh my God, Justin Fields is so terrible. He's blaming it. He's not owning it. He's blaming everything on the coach. He's immature. This is why the Bears can't get on get their feet. Da 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 da. And it just spiraled into something way bigger to bring right. the FBI. Right. right. So there, there's there's something uh, sinister afoot. And yes. so it uh, it. But but again, this is a great lesson in. Don't just take people 
at face value. And two, I, I think, too, and I think Stone would agree with me on this, and I think, Jeanette, you'd agree with me on this. There are too many media members this day and age that are compromised by their network affiliations or by their relationship with teams that they don't ask the proper questions. They don't follow up like they should. So yesterday when the Bears came out and said, no police activity, no police activity at Hallis Hall, all the NFL network guys, all they did, reach out to the Bears, reach out to the Bears. Can we get clarification? Can we get clarification? Um, uh, Like uh, Ian Rappaport and Albert Breer. And the Bears say there was no police activity. And they say, clarification, see, no police activity at Hallis Hall. But why aren't they then following up? These are journalists highly paid by the NFL. Um, why? I'm trying to think, why wouldn't they ask the obvious journalistic, true integrity follow-up? What about his home? What about his home? Is there police activity that's been revolving around Alan Williams? They didn't follow up. I wonder why, wonder why, wonder why. Oh, <laughs> paychecks. I was going to say paycheck. Yeah. You want so, that paycheck. I'm just saying. The, the whole journalism cycle, and we like to call out journalism these days a lot, don't we? And every, uh, ah, journalism, that's dirty, that's dirty, that's cheap, that's just attacking. No, 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 no. Journalism, you got to get dirty. You got to get dirty. If you want to reveal the truth, and that's the point of journalism, you don't make friends. There's no friends. This whole thing at USC right now with Lincoln Riley, where he is limiting media access, and he has taken the credential for two weeks of a reporter with the uh, Southern Cal Register, because he overheard a conversation in a media area that two players were having, and he wrote a feature out of the conf- off of what he heard, the confidence that a freshman player has right now that he's playing with, the opportunities. He overheard a conversation, uh, and, and he used that as the basis for a feature. He has had his credentials ripped away for two weeks. And, and this is the same athletics department at USC, same reporter. They thought that he called during a press conference, the president of USC by her first name too often. What? I, USC is, I mean, that right there, I, oh, that journalist sucks. That journalist sucks. You're attacking the wrong people, folks. You're attacking the wrong, journalism's not the problem. It's the people who are trying to hide things from you very that are sensitive. the problem. In the sports sensitive. realm, the Bears tried to hide something yesterday. They weren't exactly fully forthright. Alan Williams flat out lied and nobody followed up anything. That lawyer, flat out lying, nobody followed up with anything except for one guy on a Chicago radio station that forced the biggest red flag in that. Oh, hang up when the question got tough. And USC, Lincoln Riley, that man is soft. He's the softest man in college football. USC's athletics department should be ashamed of itself. Can I ask you what the problem is with stories just coming and going? What do you mean? In a sense of, they didn't write it. Okay, thanks. Next day, and we go on to the next story. Like, and this doesn't blow, right? Because if if it is something like child pornography or something along the lines of you know, really bad and really disgusting behavior, if the like, FBI is involved, no matter what it is, it's pretty serious. Yes. Of course, absolutely. I just when you talk about you know needing to get dirty, and right, if you're the 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 Northwestern mm-hmm. student newspaper, mm-hmm. right, and you get dirty and you uncover this story, like I understand the big break perspective because now those kids might have a career, but. What's the problem with stories coming and going? Because I personally, I don't know about you guys, I don't care about Alan Williams in regards if it's child pornography, like you're a freak, you know, on to the next. I, I really could care less. But okay. why can't they just come and go? It's an integrity thing. Like we need to know the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, you have a fan base that spends a ton of money to follow that football team. They're a public entity. They're an influential public entity. 
they need to be held accountable. That's the whole point of this thing. Absolutely. And especially if the FBI is being involved. Yeah. If it was like local, if it's something happened in like the local police department or whatever, it'd be like, like you said, like whatever, he got into something, move on. But when the FBI is involved, you need to be held one, accountable <laughs> to, and have a serious amount of like, there's an amount of integrity that comes involved because you are part of a big organization. How who knows how many other people he lied to mm -hmm. or what kind of stories he fed that were created so he can get to where he were when he lived a double life that is bringing the <laughs> so, FBI Jeanette, to Jeanette, if place. I were to question how much you cared, I, I, I'd put uh, a heavy amount of money that in two months, if you were to walk into the ESPN West Palm offices and I said, Jeanette, did you hear what Alan Williams said? I, I'd put a million dollars that you'd go, who? Okay, and you have but, no clue who Alan Williams but you, was. But, but here, here's the point, Stone. It doesn't matter if, if you care about it or Jeanette cares about it. or It'll be the same thing with me. In two months, I'm not going to remember Alan Williams' name. Okay, But I but, will remember but what he, he did to get the FBI involved. It's not, not even that. it's not even that. The Chicago Bears are asking a Chicago suburb, Arlington Heights, to put forth millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars to help build them a stadium, to make them a complex. Now they're going to the city of Chicago and saying, well, this is what Arlington Heights had. What are you going to put up? Where are we going to get a new stadium from you here? Uh, hey, uh, they're they're glad-handing politicians. They're trying to use public money to, to build all these grandiose new football palaces. Meanwhile, you've got a team... When did they know that Alan Williams was in trouble with the FBI? Because we didn't hear a damn thing for two weeks about it. Oh, well, I can't say. I don't have an update. I can't say. I can't say. I can't say. The people, the people in the Chicago area who are helping foot the bill for that organization, for that franchise, it's about holding them accountable mm -hmm. because that, them, that team affects their everyday life. So it doesn't matter if we don't remember who Alan Williams is two months from now. The fact of the matter is, this is an influential organization full of powerful people that are are doing business on a day-to-day -day basis as if they're untouchable. No one's going to find out. It's fine. Oh, I can't speak on that. It's fine. And uh, yesterday, they certainly tried to move people's attention. They tried to move people's attention. There was no police activity at Hallis Hall. Well, what about the actual reason that there's a leave of absence? Why didn't you be forthright? Oh, yeah, the FBI's looking at him. When did they know he was in trouble? Why was he still employed? Why did he have to resign? Why didn't he get fired? Meanwhile, hey, can we have millions of dollars, please? Hey, tax money. Let's take some tax money. That's why it matters. Accountability. That's why the same reason that it matters there is the same reason that it matters why we hold politicians accountable. It's the same thing. They're that or powerful. Yeah. A, a professional sports organization is that powerful. So that's why, in short. Sure. I'm not trying to get preachy here. And I'm not trying to like like I, teach you a lesson. Like I'm just explaining that's why. Care less about the lesson. I'm just curious as to why, you know, we do this as sports fans. But comparing it to politicians, you know, to each their own. I, I do understand that to a degree. I do. Accountability. That's yeah. all I ask for. Yeah. It, it, that's all. I mean, Stone, that's all it is, is accountability. It doesn't affect uh, up in the Chicago area. It doesn't affect Joe and Bridgeport from a personal standpoint. It doesn't affect anybody from a personal standpoint. I guess, no. you know, in the Except facility. his family. Except Alan sure. Williams' family. But he is a pers person, well, a high-profile position of power, and the FBI is investigating him with a powerful organization in that region and a billion-dollar NFL brand. And it also pointed out the NFL is not investigating. NFL is not looking at anything. Why? Why? If the FBI's raiding him, how come we don't know about this yet? It could, it, it could absolutely affect the people of Chicago if um, voting, if they want to yeah. fund 
the like, new stadium and, or and the bear the bears need to ask questions about what they knew and when they knew it it's the old nixon thing what did you know when did you know it it's it, it's it's as simple as that it's as simple as that uh when we come back Jeanette lives in a world of rich people now in addition to to uh her duties here at ESPN West Palm and being a sports biznatch <laughs> 90 she also has found herself in a whole new universe of money. That place is Palm Beach. She's now bartending at one of the elite restaurants in the area, and it's changed her, to be quite honest. She now she comes in stone all haughty, all cultured now. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Um, can you wipe my feet? All that stuff. It's nonsense, okay? But when we come back... Ew. She is going to, because now she's all cultured and, and haughty, she's going to test Stone and my knowledge of foods. Foods, common foods. Foods you see amongst us pores, typically. But because she's so cultured now, and the way she presents the meals over at Palm Beach at the restaurant she works for, everything is top-notch, fancy-named food. Stuff that we eat commonly, it's put on fancy pieces of bread, fancy meats, long French names. When we come back, Jeanette is going to quiz us, Stone. She's going to tell us the ingredients of common food, but she's going to use her new rich vernacular to give us the ingredients, and we have to guess what these common dishes are based on her expansive rich food vocabulary. It's a new segment and a new game that we're calling... Guess the rich food. We spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> That's Jeanette Javier, the Dominic Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Thursday night football, prime video. It's app night in the NFL. The 49ers host the Giants 815, but you can listen to it right here. The docile tones of ESPN 106.3. Pick. Pick whoever Colin Cowherd does not pick. Okay? 9 and one in his Blazing Five, <laughs> the opening two weeks of the NFL season. 9 and one Yikes. Uh, let me go ahead and tell you about Baptist Health Orthopedic Care before we play Guess the Rich Food. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Is it affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care? Their team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery, as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho. For more information today, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. FAU head coach Tom Herman joins us at 145, as he does every single Thursday. Jeanette Javier, can we say the name of the restaurant on the air? Have you gotten their blessing, Jeanette? Yes. Okay, what is the name of the, the facility? Prime Catch. Prime it's actually Catch. in Boynton Beach. In Boynton Beach. Prime Catch in Boynton Beach. But it brings in the Palm Beach client. A thousand percent, yeah. yes. It's a high-end place. High-end people, movers and shakers, leaders in the community. They come through Prime Catch. Jeanette 
She is, you don't sling drinks at this place. You present them. You present the drinks at Prime Catch. The menu, as you can imagine, a lot of big words, a lot of fancy sounding ingredients. Jeanette is living in a world that Stone and I can only dream of one day entering. And so today. I would not let you both in at all. In the debut. (laughs) Can we wear sandals? In the, the debut of Guess the Rich Food, Jeanette. She has common foods, common dishes that, again, us less fortunate would eat on a regular basis. Myself and Stone, we'd sit down um, at a TV table with our, our television, bunny ears and all. I love a good TV tray. Yeah, and plastic silverware, mm. plastic utensils. Napkins that get ruined. Yeah. No, napkins that we've kept from Taco Bell from like three trips ago that we stuffed in a drawer. Or Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Same thing. Or Dunkin' Donuts, exactly. From uh, your car Taco Bell and Dunkin' Donuts is where I, the only place I get my napkins from. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. Um, but Jeanette is going to present these common dishes by listing ingredients in a fancy restaurant way. And Stone and I have to guess which dish, which food she is describing. Now, we're going to go buzzer system here, Stone. Okay. Uh, our buzzer is, well, us just saying our names. If I know it, I'll say, Ken! If I beat you saying Stone, then I get to guess. Jeanette will be the one who determines who buzzed in first. Can we practice real quick? Yeah. All right. Uh, Stone, hypothetical. Uh, you know what Jeanette is describing. Stone! Okay. I will now practice. Ken! Okay. Uh, we're gonna I think do we got that five. down. Uh, thank you for cueing the fancy music. Absolutely. Uh, we have five questions, and there's a sixth ready to go in case we need a tiebreaker. Okay? For five. Yeah, but what if what if we both get one wrong? We just need a backup plan. Okay. Next week, we may play for prizes, but I wanted to uh, give this a trial run first. Test the water? Yeah, test, dip our toe in Or test the agua. Test, test the agua. Uh, oh, yes, the agua. Look at the cultured man yes, go. Yes. H2O. Well done. The mm, avion. <laughs> you know what I don't like is uh, sparkling water. It's terrible. Like, why would anybody get sparkling water? I... If I want something carbonated, I'll get a soda or a beer. I love. Maybe that's us, you know, being cheap and, and broke. I maybe, mean, maybe uh, people like I, it. I don't appreciate it because it's too refined. <laughs> exactly. I love sparkling water. What's the point? You it's just like burp a, more. It's like a soda stream machine. Mm. All right, here we go. All right, number one. Start very simple. A pureed nut. Do, do we have to wait for uh, her to finish? No. no okay. You can okay. Just okay. Get, okay. You can just get in. Get in there. <laughs> a pureed nut spread with the choice fruit relish reduction paired with a brioche. And bite. stone. This is the PB and J. Peanut butter and jelly. That is correct. What? What were the were the ingredients? One more time. A pureed nut spread with the <laughs> choice fruit <laughs> relish reduction. Paired with a brioche bun. All right, one nothing stone. He Come got on. PB&J. Come on. All right. That's how I make all my PB&Js. This is weird. <laughs> a bread a bread made with flour, water, milk, yogurt, and other and others flattened to carry a delectable array of four different types of fresh cheese Ken. topped. Ken. Yes. A pizza. I need a little more specific with that. Cheese pizza. Stone. Margarita pizza. No. There's when it's you're you're hot, but oh, you're not there yet. I should have waited for the ingredient. I'm gonna start from the top. Okay. A bread made with flour, water, milk, yogurt, and others flattened to carry a delectable. Mm. Oh, a damn flatbread! There it is. Damn it! See, that's why we needed the extra one because we could very well tie. 
All right. A so yogurt, does Ken yogurt? go in there? No. No, because I said pizza. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a, it says it's flat a flatbread. Bread. Yeah, no, we, we, we missed the context clue, which was literally the word that's in the name of the dick. Mm-hmm. All right, Men. number three. Men and One nothing stone on top in Guess the Rich Food here on Ken Levick Alive. A savory yet rich traditional beef stock enriched with the flavors of caramelized sweet onions topped. Stone. French dip. French onion dip. There it is. Allez. Thanks, Stone. Allez. Bougie. Allez. This is really annoying. Okay, okay. Can you give the full the full ingredients? Savory yet rich traditional beef stocked and rich enriched with the flavors of caramelized sweet onions topped with a toasted crostini and a bubbling Gruyere cheese. Mm-hmm. Isn't that French onion soup? Yes, that's what it, he it, said. It, no, he it, said French onion. French dip. onion soup is dip. Oh, it's the same thing. No, just, no, he said dip and then soup. You can run no, it. No, he said French. Okay. I mean, I dip it and then I'll spoon it, so I do it as both. By the way, regardless. French onion soup. There's got to be nine pounds of cheese, or I'm out on it. That's a good cheese. She said at the end. Gruyere. Gruyere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stone for the win here. Who would have guessed? Stone for the win. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Crisp bed of romaine lettuce hosting fresh cubes of baked bread covered with a shaved gruyere with a house-made light. Well, okay, so yeah, I might have see, jumped the gun you, you, because you it's a certain type of salad here. Um, Premature a buzz you like. Uh, Let's like, go with uh, a uh, prime catch fun. house salad. No. All right, keep going. <laughs> A buzzulation, premature a buzzulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Crisp bed of romaine lettuce hosting fresh cubes of baked bread covered with a shaved gruyere with a house-made light creamy dressing and an optional protein. Ken. What's up? That's a Caesar salad. Could be a chicken Caesar salad. It's, yep. Yeah. I could have gone Caesar. I thought, Caesar. I thought this was prime back, catch. Baby. All right. Next. I, I'm, I'm dumbing the menu down for you, too. Next. Typically, next. you can't get a Caesar there. Next, because yeah, we got to get Herman on on uh, time. Six-ounce filet with a herb-roasted red potato and asparagus hash, sautéed mushrooms, and a red wine demi-glaze with a tomato grastique. Uh, Ken? What's up? Prime rib? No. Mm. A ribeye? No. <laughs> a ribeye. You even said it fancy. A ribeye? <laughs> no. What is like it? a ribeye, please. Six-ounce Filet. Uh, do we have one more? Or is that it? That's it. That's it. Two to one. Stone, the inaugural winner of Guess the Rich Food. It was filet. It was filet mignon over veggie. Oh, filet mignon. Uh, do we do it next week? Yeah, I like it. Absolutely. Good. I like Guess the Rich Food. It was good. All right. Uh, that's Jeanette Javier, <laughs> the sports biznatch. <laughs> I'm Ken Levick. I'm live. Tom Herman on the way on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Trippy Rent tonight at I Think Financial Amphitheater. I Think Financial Amphitheater. It is where all the biggest concerts come through Palm Beach County. I Think Financial, they've been chosen as the best credit union in the 2023 Best of the Best Treasure Coast Community Choice Awards. They're dedicating September to their members, inviting you to join them as they celebrate member appreciation days. On select days this month, complimentary Chick-fil-A lunch and prize giveaway at all branches. One lucky person wins $50 at each event. Not a member thinking of joining? Good decision. Stop by your local branch. Visit IThinkFI.org. See how I Think Financial can start saving you money. IThinkFI.org. 
Florida Atlantic football is headed to Illinois, going to the Big Ten Saturday afternoon. That'll be a 3.30 Eastern time kickoff, 3 o'clock pregame as always. I will have it for you on the FAU Sports Media Network. And joining us now as he does every single week on Ken LeVick Alive is FAU Haggerty Family Head Coach Tom Herman. Coach, as always, thanks for hanging out for a little bit. And I, I want to start with this. You lose your starting quarterback, Casey Thompson, uh, with an injury in the Clemson game. Daniel Richardson now takes over. When an injury to such an important player like that happens, the leader of that offense, how do you unite a locker room? What steps does a head coach take in that spot? Well, it, it would be, and, and thanks for having me. And I, I hope Trippy Red does come back to the Tri County area in the off season. Let's he, go. He, Let's he, go. He's oh, good. My daughter, you know. my daughter turned me on. He's, he's one of my daughter's favorites. So respect. Um, hopefully, I'll, hopefully, I'll get a chance to, to see him myself. But um, no, I, I, I think that job that you asked about about rallying the team after you, your quarterback goes down would have been a lot harder if the guy we we're putting in wasn't named Daniel Richardson and, you know, D rich was the starting quarterback, basically the entire spring and, and winter off season. And so he's earned the respect and, and trust of, of this team. And, um, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it because it quite frankly, it isn't a huge one. Obviously it is for Casey personally. And, and I, I hate for, for him to, to have to go through another physical setback um, in, in his career. But as far as us and the team, I think um, there there wasn't a whole lot of need for, for any kind of unification because it, it was already present, I think, because of, of you know, the respect that, that B. Rich has earned. It's it's been frustrating, I know, for you. You go through the this non conference slate, and injuries have sort of piled up a bit. And you still have an entire conference season to come, though. Everything you've wanted to do this year is still all there in front of you. Do you have to reiterate that to to this group? Like, hey, all this stuff is temporary. I know you're banged up, but uh, how often do you find yourself saying, "Hey, guys, like this is still all there in front of us"? Yeah, uh, quite. Regularly, you know, we we, we kind of made a decision after the Ohio game. You know, we're not nearly at the level maybe that that we thought we were, and so you know, let's let's take these next few weeks, including the bye week, to um, to really improve. And I I know the final score is or was what it was against Clemson, but I do think there was a bit of a light bulb moment for a lot of guys that. You know, you look at the just the first run from scrimmage, we gained 16 yards, and, you know, we, we, we did some things at times, even against their first-team defense um, and first-team offense that were really, really good. And I think, you know, the guys really, really saw um, up close and personal, like, holy cow, when, when we do things the way we're supposed to, like, we can get tackles for losses against Clemson. You know, we can get explosive runs against Clemson, you know, and so – I think then that kind of renewed their attention to detail a little bit more this week. And then quite, quite honestly, Ken, we, we, you know, we, we've got a three week resume on some guys that, um, you know, just weren't making the, the progress that, that we needed. And so we've made some changes on the depth chart. And I think that also, uh, breathed some life into some of the guys around here that are doing things right. That, that said, you know, Oh my gosh, you know, these, these guys aren't playing around, you know, if, if, if you're not, uh, doing things the way they want want it to be done and the way that 
they know that championships are won, then, you know, then we got to find somebody that will. And so long story short, we understand that, that these, this non-common, I mean, very few non-Power 5 teams play back-to-back road games against Power 5 schools, right. and, and we're going to do it, and we're going to embrace it, and we're going to go um, give Illinois everything they got and uh, hopefully come out with a win and, and a really good taste heading into the bye week. But we also understand that um, you don't get rings for beating Clemson and, and, and beating Illinois. You get rings for, for winning championships, and all of that is still very, very attainable for us. Florida Atlantic fell at Clemson last Saturday, 48-14, to and it was 14-14 second half, FAU and Clemson. Oh, Ken, uh, you're taking moral victories. Well, Clemson played their starters for a lot of that second half, and Florida Atlantic has Illinois at Memorial Stadium in Champaign. Again, 3.30 Eastern time. I'll be on the call, as always, on the FAU Sports Media Network. Haggerty Family Head Coach Tom Herman. We're pushing all propaganda here on Ken Levick Alive, ESPN 106.3. I'd be remiss if I did not tell you our ask you I should say uh, about a player an NFL quarterback who uh, made some news yesterday he's obviously struggled uh, with the Chicago Bears two seasons ago you spent time within that Bears organization within that previous coaching staff spent time around Justin Fields Uh, how would you maximize his abilities if you were able to be in charge of a Bears offense and work with Justin Fields uh, well, I, I thought they did a pretty good job of that last year. I think he had the, the second most rushing yards in, in NFL history for a quarterback or maybe the first uh, for, for an entire season. So his legs um, are, are, are a weapon. And, you know, he's not your prototypical, you know, drop back and throw it 40 times a game from the pocket. So, um, you know, again, I, I don't know what other pieces they have. It'd be unfair for me to, to tell them what kind of offense to run, not knowing the, the other personnel uh, around Justin. But I know him to be a, a great young man. He's a, he's a great leader. He's a, he's a competitive dude. I, I know the year I was there, it was frustrating. Being a rookie, you know, used to being, um, you know, playing at such an elite level. I think he was a Heisman finalist, you, you know, to um, – you know, the speed of the game and the, the newness of the system, you know, was something he had to adjust to. But if there's anybody that, that, that can, it's him. He, he, he's got a great personality, great work ethic. So, um, again, I'm, I'm not in that building, so I don't know all the issues. But I, I do know that, um, in my opinion, he's very, very capable and, and very willing uh, to, to be an elite quarterback in that league. Speaking of quarterbacks, when you recruit – in 2023 to Florida Atlantic, how do you balance? Uh, are you looking for for both throwers and mobile quarterbacks? Would you settle on a pocket passer? Like, what type of quarterback at this level of football, FAU American Conference? Uh, are do you, do you try to recruit from a, a, a talent standpoint? Yeah, I, I think we go about recruiting quarterbacks maybe a little bit differently. You know, we we look at all of the intent, you know, competitiveness being number, number one, you know, I, I want a guy that's going to skunk his grandma on tiddlywinks. If, if she challenges him into a game, you know, that that's the kind of competitor you want. You want a leader, you want a guy that's football smart. So there's, there's a, a list that we have that, and I think you really don't get to seven on that list of traits at quarterback until you hit something that resembles anything physical. And that's, Accuracy, so mm-hmm. really, really want uh, an accurate guy. Want a guy with a smooth, easy release. Um, and then, 
it, we don't need Michael Vick or I coach Braxton Miller or Greg Ward Jr. We, we don't need that kind of dynamism, but we, we do need um, – I do think it's beneficial down the list to, to, to have a guy that can at least extend plays with his feet. Sure. Uh, and one final question for you here, Coach. And again, thanks for joining us. This has torn this show apart. Jeanette, Stone, myself. Stone and I are big casserole fans. Talking casseroles yesterday. Layered dishes. Jeanette says they're all trash. I say if there's something with cheese and rice and uh, maybe a protein or two, I'm big on that casserole. Is Tom Herman yes or no, in or out on casseroles? I'm in, man. Oh. Absolutely in. If, if, if the, the more bad stuff you can throw in a dish the, the better it tastes uh-huh. in my opinion that is well said yeah that is the between between uh your trippy red fandom and then the casseroles i mean this was major major points in tom herman's favor today here on this radio show you lost me i'm a very proud fau alum coach but after that comment i'm well, not we'll, too sure well, now well you, when I see you in, in, in person, we'll, we'll have a conversation about the the, the uh, wonderfulness and beauty that, that is the casserole mm. dish. Mm. <laughs> That's, mm. uh, workshop that sentence. That is good. That, Coach, really appreciate it as always. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the way to Champagne. okay? All right. Thanks, guys. Go out. That Bye. is FAU head coach Tom Herman. That's Jeanette. That's Stone. And by the way, Stone cheated. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm Ken. Bye-bye.